Okay, hello everyone. Welcome to the East Tennessee Pop Culture Podcast. I'm Kaylee. I'm Kaylee. And Michael will not be joining us today. He's actually in Nashville, Tennessee. But we are going to go ahead and carry on without him. This week we are talking about our childhood memories and the 90s and early 2000s. Yeah, it's uh, really cool to kind of reminisce on what um, as a child you used to watch and listen to in terms of pop culture because that kind of has an influence on you as far as your upbringing and your worldview. Of course, your parents uh, are there to teach you and to um, uh, nurture you as you grow up, uh, you know, parents, family members, whoever you were uh, raised by. But uh, it's, it's really fascinating to kind of see how um, pop culture kind of interplays into uh, as, as we grow up. So uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. So, um, Kayla, what, what, why don't you start us off with um, what, what's some things you remember? Right. Okay. So I was born in 97. So I just barely uh, got onto the 90s train. Mm-hmm. But I definitely remember because a lot of these um, shows and these movies, uh, they started like in the 90s late 90s and then kind of continued into like the early 2000s right so the first one i definitely think of is rugrats oh yeah yeah so um when i think of rugrats as i've gotten older you always hear about those like conspiracy theories or like you know there was one i always heard that angelica actually made all the other kids up oh yeah that they all (laughs) ended up dying like phil and lil they were twins and i think they died and um, I can't remember what happened to Chucky and Tommy, but it was just really, um, a lot more darker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, I mean, I can see that being a thing maybe, but I don't know if I, you know, if that's what the writers were thinking when they created this. So, yeah, that's it. Just, yeah. Cause I uh, actually heard, I heard that too. Um, but it was, I was watching a uh, watch mojo video and they were talking about the uh, top 10 conspiracy cartoon conspiracy theories so uh yeah that's that's kind of a funny a funny kind of theory to have about a a tv show about babies that the uh the oldest child would be make imagining the other babies so right i wonder who came up with that yeah really (laughs) and you know another one i think of because this was a favorite of mine growing up was courage the cowardly dog yep and um one that i can definitely see being you know um compliable is the theory that um courage Everything around him, you know, you're seeing it from a dog's perspective. So everything just seemed monstrous to him. Yeah. And they really, um, they didn't live in a farm on the middle of nowhere. It's just, that's all he knew. So everything else was nowhere because he only knew the farm. Yeah, that's, that was an interesting show how um, each episode kind of showed uh, something frightening or something that would kind of be like your worst fear and uh, the dog Courage would have to confront it and Miriam and Eustace would kind of see like totally oblivious to it right yeah and i just there's so many things to that um you know that little cartoon and it's funny because this is actually you know you can get some really dark stuff i know uh one episode it had to deal with like demon possession (laughs) with like a mattress or something Mm -hmm. and i mean they're just really off the wall things um and you know, I don't know if this speaks to what a warped childhood I had, maybe, but like I really enjoyed the show. Um, what's some ones that you grew up with, Kaylin? Uh, well, I grew up in ni- Well, I was born in nineteen ninety, so I was an I'm a nineties kid. So 
a lot of what I remember is stuff like the Nickelodeon shows, like you mentioned Rugrats, but then there's stuff like Hey Arnold, uh, The Wild Thornberries, um, Snick. That was really big because every Saturday night I would uh, try to catch that. Of course, you know, during the weekday, I'd have to go to bed at at a certain time, but then Saturday I could stay up all night. And uh, I just enjoyed that, you know, watching all that, Keenan and Kel. Uh, and it's, uh, I'm pr- pretty sure a lot of people will remember Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because that one was a really, um, in terms of having things that you remember, especially stuff that scared you as a kid, that was uh, that was a big one for me. It was, uh, it was really entertaining. And um, I just recall, especially in afternoons, whenever it came on, the theme song, would come on and it, it kind of and it would scare the crap out of me but it's a it was a good show and uh yeah a lot of the stuff is from from nickelodeon would be um what else uh a uh, rocket power although yeah. that, that was later on in the 2000s but that one's really cool because um it was it's an interesting show to have you know the the characters were kids around like uh 10 to 11 and 12 Right. And um, what it kind of dove into was extreme sports and athleticism and kind of each episode had to do with uh, being disciplined. And especially one of the characters, Otto, uh, there were a couple of episodes where he had to deal with stuff like, um, you know, egotism and not being too proud, proudful of his uh, skills. Yeah, I definitely remember that one. That one I really liked. Um, uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? I never really watched that as much as I did Goosebumps. Mm-hmm. I was really into the Goosebump books and then later like the movies. Mm-hmm. And I know like later they came up with the R.L. Stein, The Haunting Hour. Yeah. They, they, you know, they had a Goosebumps movie. So um, a lot of kids, I think we'll probably be able to remember that along with, you know, going into books and literature. Um, Harry Potter is definitely one I remember that everybody liked. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see, the one that I remember growing up with was The Teacher from the Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. And um, I would always get my mom, I would check out a book from that and get my mom to read it for me every night. Oh, yeah, that that's, uh, that's especially cool to have a, a parent uh, kind of sharing your memories as far as what you watched and, and uh, read and listened to. Because, um, yeah, I, I uh, remember kind of doing the same thing with my dad. Uh, it was actually a, I found a book of the uh, Toy Story movie, and uh, I was I think I was about six six years old, six or seven. I was trying I was learning how to read, and he would sit with me, and I, I would read this uh, read the book to him, and that was so. Yes, yeah, as, uh, as far as like reading with a parent or in uh, in literature, that's that's definitely a good thing to ha- have in terms of your your memory. Um, an- another book series I remember is uh, Animorphs. You remember? Did you ever read those? Yeah, I do remember those. I remember the commercials for those like a lot. Um, that along with like the scholastic stuff that we would read in school. But yeah, I do remember those. Um, I never actually got any ordered, but I always liked um, looking at the commercials and like seeing the different animals they had on there. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because I didn't read any of them. I would go into the bookstore and see the covers and I thought that was kind of cool how the the imagery was, but I do remember, uh, they had a, a live action series on Nickelodeon that uh played on this. It was kind of something like kind of like Snick, but they it was a different kind of show block called uh Ozone, 
and uh, I remember it from that. And don't um, I think they went about maybe two, one or two seasons, but after that, I uh, kind of lost touch with it. But uh, yeah, um, what what other books would you would you recall? Okay, so again, um, as a person who kind of likes more of the scary story stuff. I remember one, I think, um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Mm-hmm. And um, I definitely remember the thing that vividly sticks in my mind is, like, the um, imagery they had. And um, it was a lot of, like, black and white with a couple of touches of, like, red and blue colors. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really creepy stuff. Um, and then I remember it was, they had another edition. It was called More Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And it was just really creepy. Like, it was, they each had, like, short just stories, like, one or two pages. Mm -hmm. But it was, like, a compilation of, like, these. It was almost like urban legends and things like that. Oh, that's cool. Um, Actually, that's probably a good uh, segue into uh, what kind of things fear kind of scared us as children. Because, um, uh, actually, in one of my lecture classes, we were talking about fear in media and kind of going into some uh, research into like communication researchers go into what kind of things scare children as they grow up. And um, as far as uh, I remember growing up with um, uh, Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> yeah. That was a, yeah. Uh, it was a show on HBO that my parents would watch. And I don't, I guess the idea was I didn't purposely watch the show I just remember I would be in the room as they were watching it and the uh, Crypt Keeper, that imagery of what, of that character, that, that scared the crap out of me as a child. And um, yeah, I had some nightmares, but um, you know, even though something scares you, it's still, you know, something part of your childhood. And uh, it's kind of funny because now I can actually go on YouTube and I found uh, some of the episodes of Tales of the Crypt, Tales from the Crypt, and it's uh, kind of funny. I kind I kind of I have an appreciation for it because there was an episode I was watching where, like the way they end it, is there was a lot of twists and kind of um, oh snap kind of endings. So it's uh you know after the fact of growing up, and being older, I can now appreciate the show. Right. Yeah. And you know when I think about tales from the crypt back then, mm-hmm. I think like they they have something very similar to it. I think it's called Channel Zero. It's mm-hmm. on the Sci-Fi Network. I've actually not watched any of them personally, but I know, like, I think the original series was about some weird child television show, mm-hmm. and it was very similar to that. So, it, yeah, definitely creepy and spooky. Um, I think the imagery plays a lot into that. Just the images are just very kind of unsettling. Mm-hmm. So that's really what gives it a ominous feeling. Um, going more into like fears and everything i know one show or two shows really that kind of gave me a little bit of a off feeling and it was like the ridden stimpy oh yeah yeah and that one was just really weird how like the dynamic between the two um i'm not really sure what they were they were type of some type of animal uh uh <laughs> ren was a i think a chihuahua a chihuahua right and okay then stimpy was a cat yeah and um ren was just Like, I remember him always having bloodshot eyes, and he makes me think of, like, this old hungover man or, like, somebody who's, like, strung out on drugs. (laughs) Like, that that's that imagery I got. And, like, I say that now as, like, an adult, 
And I'm like, man, like, this is weird. And like, I didn't really watch it consistently a lot as a child because it did kind of creep me out. But I do definitely remember it as a show that kind of creeped me out. And then another one, it was Monsters. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Real Monsters. It was. Yeah, I remember that one because it had one of the one of the monsters. He was like a troll looking guy, but his, he didn't have a head. And his arms were like a like where his neck would be, and he would he would hold his eyeballs. Yeah, he would hold his <laughs> eyeballs in his hands. It was so weird, and I mean, I do have to give kudos to the creators to like really like reach inside their mind and create these characters. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, this is a little warped. Like, you know what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, the switch gears here. Let's. Uh, what about some educational shows? Because um. That's something else that's uh, influential as a child grows up is to watch TV shows and to have things that they learned from it. Um, a, a show I, I, I remember was uh, Arthur because I would read the books yeah. and then, uh, of course, they had the animated show. So, um, yeah, that was interesting because, you know, he kind of dealt, Arthur kind of dealt with um, different life issues and family issues. And it really kind of taught you about how you interact with people and especially like with his, with his friends because i remember i can't remember specific episodes but i always got the impression of how when you whenever you go to school and hang out with the other kids how how it's important to kind of understand where someone's coming from and to kind of approach people with a kind of friendly uh demeanor Right. Yeah. And I remember Arthur, I would watch that a lot. Um, My mom would work early in the morning and she would drop me off at like a nanny's Mm -hmm. house. And the nanny actually like worked um, in the school that I went to. So she would drive me to school. And I remember watching Arthur and like Clifford the Big Red Dog on on, you know, that before I went to school on Mm -hmm. the TV. And I definitely remember um, I had an Arthur like stuffed animal. And I remember actually taking the glasses off of him and like wearing them for myself. <laughs> so yeah, there's some memories wrapped up in that. And I do think like the PBS, like early PBS stuff was really good. And they were, you know, it was very, really nice. Just like simple lessons that a child could learn at mm-hmm. an early age. Yeah. And, oh, let me think. It was Cyber Chase. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember that, and I thought that was really unique in itself because it was dealing more with, like, technological stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think that was a really neat thing because it kind of geared me as a child toward, like, technology and this interest, and, you know, that's where I'm I'm at now, so. Yeah. Uh, Another good one would be, like, the uh, Magic School Bus. Yes, I I remember watching that in class. Yeah, um... I only only read one of the books. It was one of the uh when they went on an adventure into the electrical system, and it was kind of talking about uh, electrical engineering. But the show was really good, and um, especially it was interesting for me because it dealt it deals more with science, and uh, I wasn't really strong at science in school. I would kind of kind of struggle with that, but I would watch the show and be entertained by the adventures they'd go on to. Uh, from stuff like going into space. Actually, that was my favorite episode. They would go. In, they went to space and went to the each each of the planets in the solar system, and uh, that really got me into like learning and learning something, even though I wasn't good at it. So um, that kind of lets you know that educational programs can kind of key in to something for a kid without maybe maybe they don't have some, a passion for something, but they can still learn learn something from it. 
Right. Yeah, I do remember that. And um, we would actually watch that a lot in our, um, like, you know, you had the same teacher, but like we would do the science and um, the history portions. Mm -hmm. And that's when they'd really start to show us those videos. And I always liked it because I love the teacher and um, like whenever they would shrink down in the little bus. (laughs) I thought that was so cool. And just um, looking looking back at it now, um, I really look at it as just a cute cartoon, but growing up, it, um, it helped me it, and like it, it did help me learn and remember things, um, which, you know, I think sometimes we take for granted and we don't think about how stuff that we're visually just taking in mm-hmm. rather than like jotting down in like a classroom setting, it's actually affecting us. And like a lot of times if I watch the Discovery Channel or National Geographic now, you know, I will retain that stuff and um kind of put it in a filing cabinet in the back of my mind for later yeah it's always fun to learn something new uh even though you may not have like the the direct path into that kind of profession or or academic uh subject but um yeah that's some it's, it's some really good stuff and of course everyone would remember something like uh sesame street yeah definitely I went to one of the uh, live action shows actually whenever uh, I think it was like seven and uh, they did something at Freedom Hall, I believe. And uh, that was that was an interesting memory. I can't actually I think I would think I was about five actually. And I can't I only remember a little bit because it's because it's interesting how, you know, memories work. I can only remember remember um, the Cookie Monster. I do remember that. And then after that, it's like total blank but um the show was definitely an uh a definitely a good educational show because they actually geared it in the programming they actually geared it for that that uh purpose to capture kids attention and to kind of teach life lessons of about uh lessons about how to approach certain individuals because i know they did an episode and and they created a character about uh, autistic kids. Right. Yeah, I was getting ready to say that. Um, they recently, well, not super recently, but they had introduced a character. Um, it was a little girl with autism, and mm-hmm. I thought that was really neat because, um, you know, looking at cartoons now, um, compared to our childhood, I feel like they're a lot dumbed down. Yeah. And there's not as much uh digestible content or you know productive di- digestible content. And I think something like that for early developmental um, ages is really good because, well, I mean, you know, there's autistic kids in the world. So, like, that shows them, hey, you know, um, they're representing me. And I think that's a really great thing. Yeah. A child definitely should try to learn at an early age social skills and how to approach people that are different from them. So um, they did. It's it's good that they're um, trying to incorporate those kinds of lessons in there. Right. So to go ahead and, um, you know, kind of dive a little bit more into um, some of the topics we have within this, um, you know, um, this decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go ahead and look at some of the movies and the music mm-hmm. that was around during this time. So one thing that I definitely remember um, was Sync and the Backstreet Boys. Again, um, I was born in 97, so I kind of got a lot of this stuff a little second-handed. Mm-hmm. But 
one thing that was really neat about the 90s and the early 2000s, it, it was at a very prime age of um, media consumption, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So, like, there was a lot of, like, trends going on during that time, which, you know, you get that in each um, decade. You know, you get that in the 70s, 80s, and, you know, today. Um, but I just think it's really interesting because the earlier, you know, the years um, – they have more of an original content, I think, because, you know, you always hear them say fashion recycles itself. So um, that's just an example. I feel like, you know, um, the 90s and years earlier than that had a lot more original content that we're kind of like, you know, uh, recycling now in a way. Yeah, because especially in terms of TV shows and movies, everybody's trying to re- reboot things or re- yeah, remake right. things, especially... Because we were just talking about the Magic School Bus, but they did a, I think they did a, like a sequel show now that's on uh, Netflix. So yeah, kind of bringing the kind of trend of bringing back stuff that was before and kind of using that, that nostalgia to draw in a, the old crowd, but then updating stuff for a new crowd. Yeah, right. And so, um, like I said, I just think it's really neat that we're kind of trying to revamp what we had as our childhood. And I think it's a really good marketing technique because, you know, they're going to get that older audience, you know, like mm-hmm. us, the people. And then, you know, people even older than us, like, um, you know, before the millennials, I think that'll be something really neat to kind of draw back the crowd. Um, you know, they're always doing these reloads um, of movies and things like that. And, you know, on the downside, you know, you're always like, well, this is nostalgic, but it's not as good as the original, you know, you get that issue. And like, I think they even did like a Hey Arnold um, movie again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of times, especially with animation, they tend to get new, um, you know, artists and writers and um, the animation was definitely different. And I personally didn't like it as well. But at the same time, I felt compared to a lot of other like uh, re and like revamping of these type of shows, mm-hmm. like cartoon shows, it was, you know, pretty good compared to, say, something like Fairly Odd Parents, which I grew up watching. Um, they had changed like, you know, the early drawings of like Timmy Turner and the Fairly Odd Parents themselves have changed from what they have now and I personally like the original I like the original content again I feel like the cartoons they have now um just are a lot dumbed down they're not as creative and I feel like they didn't take as much time and again that might be because you know you start to run out of ideas you know again so you start recycling like these um, your old ideas, but at the same time, I feel like they're not as good because you have to make them a little bit different. I kind of yeah, that, that's that is a real tra- drawback to have with the uh, older stuff, and especially I know I notice it happening with like anime to film because uh to get to what we were talking about, you know, to continue with the subject of nostalgia, a lot of anime I got into, they're trying to like do something new with like um they did dragon ball z a live action sh- film that didn't <laughs> they didn't turn out so well but um actually i 
uh, actually got kind of into anime at a late, little bit later on in middle school. Uh, a lot of people might, if they grew up in the '90s and 2000s, they would they'll remember um, Toonami, which was like an anime block on Cartoon Network, and it was really good. It had um, uh, Dragon Ball Z and Roroni Kenshin, uh, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, I definitely remember those, and then I remember like Naruto mm-hmm. and um, One Piece. Yeah, like that. Yeah, uh, and again. And I feel like I'm kind of stumbling over my words when I'm saying this, but it's just because there's so much to this topic about how it's changed. Yeah. You know, when you go through your childhood to what it is now, and then the kids who are around now, you know, the audience changes, uh, what the audience wants changes, thus the content that's being put out there changes. And, you know, as someone who's from a different era or, you know, decade, it's, you know, it's kind of a little bit bittersweet. Yeah. So to go ahead and change gears and kind of wind down um, with this episode, we can go ahead and talk a little bit about like the fashion, um, you know, some of the products, like the toys and everything you've seen. Oh, I remember. We were talking about this yesterday, but um, the Tamagotchi toys, the digital pets. Right. Definitely. Yeah. That was uh, (laughs) something we went over in our pre-production meeting. They had the Tamagotchis. I remember I would always kill mine. It never worked out. (laughs) Um, I mean, it was a really neat thing because it was something, you know, digital, but at the same time, a child was kind of learning how to take care of something. Yeah. I also remember the whole um, hot hot clips, I think. And it Uh, was, uh, we talked a little bit about it before. It was um, like, it's hard to explain, like a mini CD player. Oh, right. And it would just um, play, you know, the hit, say like Britney Spears, it would just play a little snippet of Hit Me Baby one more time. And you could keep it on like a keychain and, you know, switch to the different tracks. It was kind of neat. And, yeah. You know, of course, then they got the um, CD players, portable CD players. Actually, that's an interesting point right there is um, the technology in which we consume our our content now because i remember cassette tapes <laughs> kind of let you know how old i am uh cassette tapes vhs tapes uh movies tv uh, uh tape and tv shows that's that's what we used um because uh especially with movies i didn't really go to the theaters all that much growing up but uh, a lot of the movies i did watch was vhs and stuff like uh jurassic park uh Mortal Kombat and so the the way we're getting our content now is it's yeah it's more convenient because it's digital and I can go on iTunes and just download some some stuff but um yeah it was kind of a different feel trying to get your content because you'd actually have to go to a physical store especially music to get like a cassette tape or a CD or um movies to go to a, get to v, get a VHS tape so that's um just kind of seeing how as you as I grown up how the the different ways of getting uh of listening to music of watching movies and th- things like that yeah right it's again that's something you know compared to what it used to be and what it is now it's crazy how things have changed and you know definitely for the better technologically wise i mm-hmm. guess you know as far as the advancements of 
what material we're a- material we're actually using. Uh, yeah, growing up, it was just so much simpler. I definitely remember um, crystal clear when um, I would play play my CD player and play Jesse McCartney and like Britney Spears, the Backstreet Boys, things like that. Uh, speaking of which, that's that was an d- interesting time in terms of music too, because uh, you know, having Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys and all them, it was uh, again, I I didn't really uh, because I was a kid, I I wasn't able to buy my own music, but I know uh, like listening to the radio and then my mom, she listened to a lot of music, so a lot of what I grew up with is from. What is what she got was there was stuff like TLC and Usher and um, Michael Jackson, which kind of predates. He, I mean, he he was before '90s, but um, I remember listening to uh, his, some of his songs like Black and White and um, Thriller. To uh, and actually to go back uh, to what we were talking about, childhood fears and things that scared us. I remember watching the music video for Thriller, and uh. That that was definitely a a big memory in in my mind because it um a lot of the the video showed uh like zombies and stuff and it was it's it's a funky funky music video. Yeah, definitely. I um I remember growing up, uh, kids bop and things like that. That's what I would listen to. And then of course, you remember the whole frosted tips from like NSYNC, Justin Timberlake. Oh yeah. Yeah, all those crazy styles, uh, denim everything. Um, but yeah, to go ahead and wind down, uh, we'll go ahead on to the check it out segment. And um, Kaylin, let's see, what's some things that you'd like for the audience to go ahead and check out today? Um, definitely check out some old Nick shows because those are really they're really good. Because uh, as and I. I know personally I went on iTunes and I found uh the Wild Thornberries if anyone remembers that. Yeah. That was definitely. a really that was a really good show because it had um uh like it would show the char- like the animals because uh, Eliza the main character she she had the ability to talk to talk to animals and they and it was really good how they uh the writers and the director had the voice actors uh kind of cater their voices to how the animal inst to their instincts and how the personalities they made were really were really interesting it got me into animals and, and environment and stuff but um yeah see if you could check that out on itunes and then um also stuff like the grim adventures of billy and mandy that was that was a that's a cool show it was in, but that's the 2000s so uh yeah uh yeah just go basically just go on itunes and see if, how many of the uh old Oh, ninety shows, oh, two thousand shows is is on there, and it kind of blew me away how much of it is is still around. Yeah, right. Um, like I said, a lot of it is, you know, going merging from the nineties into the two, into the two thousands, and some of that stuff is still around here and there. One thing I would suggest for the listeners to check out is um, Spirited Away. Oh yeah. Um, that was an early anime that I really enjoyed. Um, and then another one, I guess that would be a little bit older than that would be, um, Keenan and Kel. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that. And, you know, if you don't know who those people are, look them up. But, um, Keenan Thompson is actually on Saturday Night Live now. 
And then Kale is, um, let me think. I think he's in a Nick show now. He's still with Nick. It's called Game Shakers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's where they're at now. So they're still kind of in um, that realm. Yeah, which is, yeah, it's fitting for, uh, especially Keenan being on Saturday Night Live because he was on all that, which yeah, was. Yeah, definitely. All that was basically a, a kid's version of Saturday Night Live. Yeah. So. That was that was kind of fun to have um, those you know these different skits and the characters they portrayed was kind of uh, was fun to to watch that. Yeah, definitely. So, um, just as a general premise, go out there and look at the childhood um, cartoons, uh, the sitcoms that you used to watch as a kid, and if you're um, younger than that and you don't have a clue what we're talking about uh, go and look at them anyway because they're all really great and you know something that we definitely encourage our listeners to do is um, you know where are the people in these shows now um, what's the change over time that we've seen and you know just some more introspective things like why you like these shows yeah it's always uh, good to be a kind of a conscientious uh, media consumer to in, in terms of time to see where we were where we are and then of course if you're a person in school like us and uh taking classes on writing and directing and camera work it's uh, definitely uh appropriate for us to see where we're going to go in terms of pop culture and film and tv shows and such yeah definitely so get out there and watch some tv yeah <laughs> um do it. Do not do it passively, though. Definitely think about it. Mm-hmm. Well, um, this is it for the East Tennessee and Pop Culture Podcast. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Kaylee. And we'll see you later. Bye. Later. <laughs>